This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. All right, good evening. Glad you are with us. Brandon House in for Mike Lindell, who's out on business. Campaign finance mules identified in Georgia Senate race. Democratic Democrat Raphael Warnock uh, received over $24 million from hundreds of unemployed donors, giving over 358,000 donations. Uh, I guess the question is, how do you have uh, reportedly so much money being given? I mean, he raised $52.2 million for his re-election between October 20 and through November 16, more than doubling the fundraising totals of his opponent, Republican Herschel Walker. Uh, how do you have so many people that are unemployed giving money? <laughs> Wouldn't we like to know how that money from FTX might have been laundered back into Democrat constituents who are donating money to uh, Democrat candidates. I mean, that was that's one way we know they got the money in the country. The other money was coming in through COVID, through the PPP, the billions of dollars that was laundered through COVID PPP. As, as you said, we opened the show with 19,000 millionaires were given COVID checks, right? They were given unemployment checks during COVID. So this whole COVID thing was nothing but a giant money laundering scheme. Ukraine is a giant money laundering scheme. So it wouldn't surprise me that Ukraine and, and the aids that, that has been given through Ukraine, FTX, et cetera, has how they laundered money for these Democrat candidates. Nothing surprises me at all anymore, Brandon. Look at this. They say the uh, these money mules were not wealthy individuals. They were average Americans living in an average house in an average neighborhood, or at least that's how it would appear. The investigative group observed massive patterns and red flags in the data. One of the biggest flags was that all of these campaign finance mules in Washington state had been making donations to Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Below is the list of the top donors by number of donations. Another massive pattern discovered was that these were very active donors were all unemployed. It appeared that their full-time job was making donations to Democrat candidates and their <laughs> campaigns. How is it that so many unemployed people in Washington state would be donating with such frequency to a Senate race in Georgia? Are people in Washington state more politically active and motivated to give money than the average American? Chris asked active donors what they would think if he told them that he had identified voters who were making thousands of campaign donations in an election year. They all had the same response. Anyone making that amount of donations is laundering money and is part of a criminal enterprise. Donations by one voter mule. And they list and show this screenshot. Uh, it goes on from there. In an amazing turn of events, the same exact pattern was discovered every sing in every single state where the same query were run. There were massive numbers of Democrat donors making donations at a rate that d defied all logic and reason. How could so many people be making so many donations all to the same exact organizations and candidates? How could all these campaign finance mules be donating largely to Raphael Warnock? In 2022, Raphael Warnock outraised every political candidate in America, according to Open Secrets data. Is Raphael Warnock the next Democrat rainmaker? Is he the future of the Democrat Party? Ask the people you know. No, he's not. He's merely the beneficiary of a massive money laundering operation that's being operated by the Democrat Party. Gleason decided to dig a little deeper and also investigated how many, how much money the most prolific Florida campaign finance mule donated in local Florida elections. In a stunning, stunning turn of events, our Florida campaign finance mule made a massive number of donations on the state level within Florida too. One thing about this individual Florida voter was that she had a rather unique name. 
When they expanded their search, we noticed that there was a woman with the exact same name who was making a large number of donations using an address in Rhode Island. As you can probably guess, Miss Florida Campaign Finance Mule and Miss Rhode Island Campaign Finance Mule ended up being the exact same person. As it turns out, the individual was a real person. She did live in Florida previously. However, she and her husband had sold their home in Florida and relocated to Rhode Island. However, she and her husband were still registered as active voters in Florida, despite no longer having any ties or home in Florida. All of this was verified. Gleason called the woman to speak with her about to speak with her and ask her about the fact that she was the most prolific Democrat donor in Florida. Her first, he first spoke with her husband, who said that his wife was not a big Democrat donor and did not donate frequently. Gleason then shared that someone must be using her identity to donate a large number of times to Democrat candidates and organizations. His wife then corrected him and said that her daughter was an attorney who would be calling back Gleason to explain more. Since that conversation, the donor's prolific donations to Raphael Warnack and other Democrats have completely stopped. Why would someone who was such a prolific supporter of progressive candidates and causes suddenly cease being so generous with their time and money? And it goes on from there. What do you know about this in closing? So, well, I was just doing the math. That means the uh, average donation for Raphael Warnock, if he received 358,000 donations and it totaled 24 million, that means the average donation from these unemployed people was $5,340. I don't know about you, Brandon, but $5,300 on any day is a good, is a significant amount of money. If you're not working, are you really giving $5,340 worth of, of, of your hard-earned money away that's savings, hopefully, to feed your family? I don't really think so. I really don't think so. And we're learning more and more about the fact they've created ghost voters. They have unregistered voters who are, or to say, registered voters who moved or whatever, still on the voter rolls. They just change zip codes, do whatever, so that when you mail out those mail-in ballots, they don't get to be delivered. And because they have a, an incorrect address or something screwed up with their address, they get sent back to now they've already been mailed. So they're sort of hot, right? They fixed the address in the computer, but now they actually have hot live mailed out ballots that they can fill out however they want. So there's, they've done so many ways to scam us, to steal this election and make it a selection. And then they laugh at us because the corporation runs it all. And they use their codes and statutes and rules and threats to make sure that the board of supervisors or board of elections or commissioners or whoever votes the way the corporation wants them to. We are in a pickle. Brandon, we're in a pickle and there is a solution. Our founding fathers gave it to us. It's alter or abolish and we can create a new. We can run in parallel, let them have all the fun they want. When we stop funding them, we stop shopping at those corporations and we buy our goods from mystore.com, then you are now funding freedom and you are defunding you know, the, uh, the swamp. That's what Ab we've got to do. Absolutely. Joe Hoff concludes his article at the Gateway Pundit. Where is the money really coming from? Communist China? Progressive dark money organizations? America deserves to know. Wow. All right. Tell us your website, uh, Anne. So you can find us. I'm the co-chair of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. Go on over to zfreedomfoundation.com. And my email address is on there. When you look up about us, you'll find my picture and my email address. Feel free to reach out to me directly there. Otherwise, okay. Anne Vandersteel at all social media, except Twitter. Excellent. As always, thank you, Anne. Thank you, Brandon. Have a great Friday. You too. Ann Vandersteel checking in. Check out her site and her great work. On behalf of Mike Lindell and Brandon Howe sitting in for him, thanks for watching. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV. And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone.
Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Trump. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm Roger Stone, and you are about to enter the Stone Zone. For those of you who have been following the Stone Zone, I have been predicting a presidential candidacy by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for some time. The rise of Ron DeSantis is, of course, completely due to the endorsement and the patronage of Donald J. Trump. Congressman Ron DeSantis was a largely unknown congressman until the tweeted endorsement by Donald Trump catapulted him both to the Republican nomination for governor, and then Donald Trump himself visited Florida twice in the closing two weeks of the 2018 campaign to drag Governor DeSantis over the finish line. At 5.30, we're going to be talking to a nurse and medical and health freedom activist, Jean Marie Nasser, who's going to tell us about what we believe is an impending appointment by Governor Ron DeSantis of Palm Beach Mayor David Kerner, one of the worst COVID-19 tyrants and Nazis in the country. But that'll be in the second part of the show. Now we're going to talk about a breaking story that literally blows my mind. We have just learned about the identity of campaign finance mules. These are essentially fraudulent donors who have uh, uh, donated over 24 millions of dollars, uh, 358,000 individual donations, all of them going to Raphael Warnock, uh, who is in a runoff with Republican candidate Herschel Walker. This story was broken by the Gateway Pundit um, only hours ago. Joining us momentarily to talk about this is a researcher, IT expert, campaign finance guru, Chris Gleason, who identified this trend some time ago. Uh, in fact, Raphael Warnock is not the only Democratic candidate to benefit from this phenomena. Here in the state of Florida, Congressman Val Demings raised millions more than incumbent. Republican Senator Marco Rubio, essentially using the same scam. Going now to help explain how this works and what he's seen, Chris Gleason joins us now on The Stone Zone. Hey, Roger. My Christian brother, I'm so glad you could dive in on this. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, having me on. Thank you for having me on. So we found... Uh, you know, some, some pretty interesting stuff here. Um, it kind of blew my mind initially, you know, the uh, us finding this stuff um, was was a massive surprise, actually. Um, I never thought that uh, we would see things uh, in, in the manner in which we did. Um, you know, we found 
people who are donating thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And, you know, one of the common things that these campaign finance mules were doing was they were donating to Raphael Warnock. They were donating to Val Demings. And that was just really crazy. When we started digging into the data, we noticed some other really crazy things. And that was obviously a, a lot of these people were unemployed. And I don't know about you, but I don't know too many unemployed people who, uh, who would be making uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of campaign finance donations while they're unemployed. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. So based on what I've seen here, Chris, Raphael Warnock raised $52.2 million for his reelection between October 20th and November 16th. That's almost double what Herschel Walker, uh, the Republican candidate, raised. You were the first person to see this phenomena. You pointed this out to me months ago. I think the first instances of it had to do with Val Demings. The idea that a radical leftist black congresswoman from the Orlando area would massively outraise an incumbent Republican U.S. Senator, Marco Rubio, who had my strong support, that blew my mind. Did you, you saw the same phenomena there, did you not? Absolutely. And that really um, that startled us because... Uh, what we find is that in a lot of these campaign finance mule instances, there's also uh, voter fraud and ballot harvesting and all sorts of other um, anomalies that we see. And, uh, you know, there's, it just doesn't make sense. It, it just really, really didn't make sense. I mean, I think at one point Val Demings had outraised Marco Rubio like three to one. And, and that, I mean, it's not like the Democrats are doing a great job uh, running the nation and that their policies are, are wonderful and great. Um, begs to the question, where is this money really coming from? You know, because unemployed people certainly aren't. And most people with regular jobs, they're not making these kind of donations. I mean, think about it, right? What is the average American make in political donations have you know your, your viewers they need to take a poll and ask their friends say hey how many times do you donate in an election year they're probably going to find only a handful and that would be somebody who's politically active you know um certainly not uh ten and a half times a day uh you know like we found in washington state and every other state you know so do you track this to individual donors? How, how exactly did you figure this out? So what? So we ran a query. Um, we were running queries uh, in Washington State to identify um, who were uh, potential um, donors to po different political campaigns and what their where their interests is, where their interests lie. And so we put together some queries and I had my uh, at, at some de my developers who work for me um, running, running the, the, the algorithms. And when we got to, we got the we got the results, I looked at it. I'm like, this has got to be wrong. He's like, no, I'm like, go check your math. I go, we got to make sure that this is right. He's like, look at it. He's like, I'm telling you, this is right. And 
so we found, you know, these individuals who were making these massive, this, the massive amounts of donations. So it's not like somebody is, you know, it's not like your uh, George Soros who, you know, allocates, um, you know, a couple of billion dollars to a camp, you know, for an election season, you know. Um, it's not like your Jeff Bezos or, you know, your, your other large uh, political donors. These are, these are f- structured financial transactions that are small and they're broken up to evade um, red flags uh, by the FEC or other, you know, any other type of monitoring. And, you know, so we see that the IRS, um, we see that they're going to track, they're going to crack down on um, PayPal and Venmo accounts. Um, Really, all of those IRS agents, they need to be focusing their efforts on all of these campaign finance mules, because at the end of the day, um, you know, Money, I can guarantee you these campaign finance deals are not they're not paying taxes on this money and the, whoever's funneling the money to them isn't doing any kind of withholding. I mean, that makes you wonder, makes you really wonder where's this money coming from? And what, if anything, uh, will happen? I should point out that Chris comes from a tech and data background. He's not a political hack. And then he started using his talents to examine some of these political questions, setting up a model and various data points, start looking at potential donors. It's basically how he bumped into the scandal. And as you point out, these donations are small and they've been intentionally set up to avoid setting off any regulatory flags. Uh, I, I have to ask you this. What is your take on the FTX scandal? It appears to me that that money appropriated by the U.S. Congress to support the war in Ukraine um, was laundered into cryptocurrency and then funneled back to the United States and put into both Republican and Democrat political campaigns. Do I have that right? Yes, you do. And this is the FTX thing. So everybody's talking about this. Like the FTX is a really big deal, okay? In the grand scheme of what we found, that is no, it, that is like nothing. It's infinitesimally small compared to what we've discovered with this uh, campaign finance uh, mule network. I mean, it literally is tiny. Um, so when you look at the Warnock uh, example of Warnock or with Val Demings, these are just two candidates. I mean, we're talking, you know, networks. These pack. I mean, left. Progressive PACs. I mean, there's. It is literally crazy, especially when you look at how much money is being run um, through these mules. So you know, it's not like we have a handful of people donating a couple of thousand times in an election year. We literally have thousands and thousands of mules. So you know. On the high end, you might have 4,000 times that they donated in, a, in an election year, right? Um, but you have a, yeah, and, you, and those are really big. Though, I, mean, I mean, it boggles your mind. But then you have other people who are donating 700 times, 800 times, 500 times, 100 times. 
I mean, who does that? And so you're literally looking at thousands and thousands of campaign finance mules all across the nation. And this is largely, um, largely a, uh, a Democrat thing. I mean, you do see some, um, you do see some here with the Republicans as well, but nothing like this. And so what we do see is, uh, the other thing that we do notice is that there are um, some people trying to hide uh, via NPA, so non-party affiliated. So they'll try to hide their donations like that. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, this is literally, uh, there's, there's somebody who's going to have a lot of explaining to do because there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done. And every American needs to be asking, where, where's this money coming from? And how's, this get, how's it getting floated around? And because in the grand scheme of things, if you look at the total expenditures in the United States during you know, this past year, it's a really big number, um, and let alone in an, uh, a presidential election year. So can you imagine how much money that's gonna get thrown around um, you know, between now and 2024? I mean, it, it, it's a lot. And so one of the things that we see is this entire thing, it's, it's a giant money laundering operation. So you've got these nonprofits that really aren't nonprofits. And, uh, you know, they're you know, leftist and progressive organizations um, used to uh, buy uh, money, uh, vote laundering, uh, voter fraud, paying for campaign uh, ballot mules. I mean, it's just, if we can, I, I really think that the first step to getting clean elections and getting some tra real transparency here is to clean up the money problem here that we're seeing. You know, we really, I mean, we really need to clean up this money problem. I mean, there's no way that, that, that people are donating thousands of times or even hundreds of times. I mean, you're, you're a lifelong, uh, you know, you've been in politics longer than about anybody that I know. I mean, you know, you know lots of donors. I mean, are they really, you know, donating, you know, a thousand times or a hundred times? I mean, that, it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, no, it's very hard to do justice uh, to this story in this particular format. I urge people to go to the Gateway Pundit for a terrific piece that Chris Gleason put together for him. He documents everything he's telling you. There are charts. There are individuals that are that are uh, whose contributions are laid out. Uh, he's undercovered a massive criminal fraud enterprise, campaign finance fraud enterprise. Uh, it, it's hard to lend itself in this video format to what he has uncovered. As far as politics is concerned, yes, I, I was the head of Youth for Abraham Lincoln, as you know. So I've been around for a while, but I've never really quite seen anything like this. And Democrat challengers traditionally do not outraise Republican incumbents. And Republican challengers do not outraise Democrat incumbents at the federal level. Why? Well, first of all, because incumbents have a wealth of special interest money available to them that challengers virtually never have. 
So none of this is logical. Val Demings was a failed police chief in Orange County, most famous for the fact that she left her car unlocked one time and her service revolver badge and cufflinks were actually, uh, uh, handcuffs were actually stolen. Uh, Then she was kind of a radical leftist Democrat congresswoman. Think of a thinner version of Stacey Abrams. So the idea that she would raise tens of millions of dollars more than, uh, I think now, four-term incumbent Marco Rubio, it's illogical, folks. Uh, And Chris Leeson has gotten to the bottom of it. Let's put up that headline again, because I want people to go read this article. Regan, can we throw that back up? There it is. You can find that right now at gatewaypundit.com. This is an incredible exclusive story in which everything Chris Gleason just told us is thoroughly and I think painstakingly documented. Uh, The sad part, of course, is that in the closing days as we move to a runoff election on Tuesday, the Georgia media is not going to report any of this. Um, I still think based on the math, uh, based on uh, targeting, there are a substantial number of voters who are Republicans who voted for Donald Trump in two elections, 2016 and 2020, who did not vote in the most recent U.S. Senate uh, campaign. So those voters can be located, they can be communicated with, and if they can be turned out, that could make the difference. The media wants to tell you that this race is over and that Raphael Warnock, one of the most oiliest characters in the history of the U.S. Senate, a slumlord on top of it, um, has this put away. Folks, that's not the case. Uh, And I would urge you, if you feel strongly, to send a contribution to Herschel Walker's campaign today. In the old days, you would say, well, by the time they got my money, it would be too late to use. Well, in the old days, before our politics was digitalized, that was true. But it's not true today. A $25 contribution to Herschel Walker today, tonight, buy a credit card online, that money will be put to work immediately in digital advertising. Uh, So in the old days, when we just had cable, radio, and network television, Late money usually got used to pay bills after the campaign was over. That's not the case here, folks. So uh, I want to thank Chris Gleason for jumping in at the last minute. This is a groundbreaking story. Go to gatewaypundit.com. Check it out. Chris, thanks for coming on with us. We appreciate your stepping into the void. Thank you, Roger. Thank you for having me. My brother. All right. Talk to you soon. Chris Gleason, uh, who's been a great, great friend and spiritual advisor to to me and uh, is really a brilliant analyst. He's the first one to identify this criminal fraud enterprise. I'm Roger Stone. This has been The Stone Zone. You can find us on Monday at stonezone.live at 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern. In the meantime, God bless you 